Coming up next, Major League Rugby recap, highlights, and predictions. Brought to you by Friends of the British Council. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan, talking rugby. And we are talking Major League Rugby with Mr. Ronan Nelson, calling in from San Diego. Ronan, how are you? Not too bad, ready to talk about a wacky week of American rugby. It was a crazy, wacky, wild world of rugby, the MLR. So, Ronan, we, we are without Mr. Steve Lewis, who was in Colorado with one of his thousand coaching uh, responsibilities. But we do have his picks, which we will get to later. But right now, why don't we dive into your recap, your rocking Ronan recap of the MLR. All right, well, we'll start with the game that I got completely wrong. Actually, I believe all three of us got completely wrong. Austin absolutely smashing out San Diego 31-5 in Austin. They were out of the gates quickly. They recycled quicker than they have the entire season long. They actually played some defense, which was good. And San Diego crumbled from the beginning. They had no chances until, I believe, a 67th minute try from Drew Gaffney. But by then, Hanku Garamasace and his team of Austin Elite had already put themselves 30 points ahead and well out of reach of San Diego. All right, so Ronan, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Come up with the excuses. Come up with the excuses. San Diego. Any? There are, uh, I can't come up with any. They were absolutely abysmally bad. All right. Okay. And, and why? The set pieces were probably the worst I've seen them all season, even from that Seattle game before they really had many of their big men in that set piece. Their lineouts were off. Their line speed was bad. If you looked at their back line when they were recycling the ball through the breakdown, they were flat for a lot of the game. I mean, there's a reason why Ben Simo was taken out towards the middle of the match and replaced with Ty Gleader, and that's because the kicking game was not going as well as it planned every time those kicks would go downfield. The Austin attacking uh, back three was able to just get another 20, 30 meters of gain on the San Diego Legion, and they were on the front foot right away, so it, nothing really went well. You know, the thing is, for me, it was, it was probably a case, too, of... Austin could not afford to lose that game. You know, they needed that match more. But th that's really not making an excuse or justifying San Diego really not showing up as they should have. But it was an extraordinarily important match for Austin. It was, and it was good to see them rebound like this. I, I'm really curious to see whether or not they carry that momentum to next week or whether this was just a one-off. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they are that veteran squad and they've got some experienced players in that locker room. Interesting to see how they come out next week. Are they going to be a team that fires a golden, uh, a golden arrow one week and then has a dud the next week, or are they going to keep you know, some momentum going? It would be nice to see them have some momentum, but it was, it was good for the league for them to get that win. Not, not good for you guys from San Diego, though. No, no, it hurts a little bit seeing, seeing the San Diego team losing but it was also good for for major league rugby like you said for austin to get this win because it, it makes the league just that much better having all the teams be able to beat each other right right and you know what speaking of which utah the warriors team of the week yeah i believe all three of us actually picked this game right too 36 to 30 was the score utah warriors picking up a good win over the houston Sabercats. lotu tayu palutu scored the final try for the utah warriors to uh 
pick up their first victory over a Texan team. So it was a really, really big win for the Utah Warriors. They came out last week and showed that they were ready to be able to compete with these larger teams in MLR, and they showed it going down south to Texas. What's the answer for the Sabercats? They they had all everything in place going, and now they're staring at a 1-4 and four record and potentially season over. They need to take a breath. They need to look back on the achievements they've had this season and focus on those. They've had a few weeks of slide at this stage, and they just need to step back from the picture and be able to look at the things that they've done positively and work on those. Once they've done that, then they'll be able to start moving forward in a positive direction. I think they just need to be able to build that team culture that they had going in their preseason and early in the season before they can get back to a winning way. Yeah, they've got to they've got to write that ship in a hurry because it is a short season. What we're only playing playing ten regular season matches in this inaugural MLR setup. Yeah, it's going to have to happen quickly. But every day in practice, they need to just make sure that they stay focused. They need to go ahead and forget all of the things that they've done badly, especially last week. They were right there on the cusp of most of the match, but it was just the last ten minutes, last fifteen minutes of that match where they were overpowered. And it's usually a place where Utah had slumped off in the in the earlier parts of the season. So they need to make sure that they maintain an 80-minute match. They need to make sure that their forwards put in a whole 60-minute effort and their replacement forwards come in in the last 20 minutes and put in just as good of an effort because that's where they failed this week. Their, their replacements didn't come in and give them the, the edge that they had earlier in the season. I just want to give a nod to Matt Jensen of Utah. Had a very good match. Yes, he did have a great match. Number 10, Kurt Marath, had another fantastic match. This Utah team keeps getting better, and it's going to be interesting seeing whether or not they're going to be able to breach that top four after the start that they had. Yeah, they've had no no issue scoring points, and Marath has been really steady and a good influence on that team. And they could have folded. They could have tanked after a rough start. And they have been in every match or exciting since, and they are a team to be reckoned with. But speaking of scoring points, the Seawolves. Pundits across the country are saying that Glendale is the best team in the league, but it's hard to agree with that when Seattle's putting up 55 points on their other teams and limiting team scoring in the last 40 minutes of the match. Nola didn't score a single point after the 43rd minute in this match on Sunday. It was incredible to see the Seattle defense go from being a bit open towards the end of the second half to a complete brick wall come the beginning of the second half. Uh, Seattle through Brock Stoller, and Will Holder were absolutely clutch from the kicking tee. Brock Stoller did get a yellow card towards the end of the first half. But the Seattle forwards absolutely rolled over the NOLA gold in the second half. And they have the speed in their backs to be able to boost that forward power come the end of the match. Stoller was player of the week. And he, he still had 25 of the 55 points accounted for despite being out with the yellow card. It, it just goes to show just how powerful one person on that team can be, but it also goes to show just how much his yellow card didn't affect the Seattle team. They have many players on this team that can step into the place of someone getting a yellow card, and they didn't have a slump during that time. My man Matthew Drew Turner continues to turn the clock back and impress. And folks, he's really not that old. He's just old compared to me, uh, but he is still playing well, and he's, he played a, a good game at fullback. He did, and it's the speed of fullbacks like him and his other back three, his two wingers, that really energized that Seattle crowd. And it's really good being able to see just how excited those fans are up there really get it. I believe it's the, the crowning achievement of MLR so far, seeing the uh, 
the uh, amount of people that come out to their matches and they've got some electric rugby that's being put on in front of them. So I can't blame them for being excited. All right, Ronan, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our MLR predictions, which will include Steve Lewis's predictions, despite the fact that he's on the road. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. Hey, everybody, we're back. Matt McCarthy and Ronan Nelson talking Major League Rugby at Studio 34, the Fantasy Sports Network in Midtown Manhattan. Ronan, it's time for predictions. And uh, we were okay last week, but we got to step it up a notch, right? We were two from three, but I don't think anyone really could have seen Austin really steamrolling San Diego like that. But I think we're going to be good this week. I have a really good feeling. All right. So I think the first one up is Utah at Austin. Is that right? It is. Utah is going down to Round Rock to take on Austin. Both teams picking up big victories last week. I would say Austin's was more shocking, but Utah's was more powerful. I'm going to have to give them the edge in this match by less than six points, I'm going to say. It's going to be two teams coming off big highs, and they're going to have to manage how much the, uh, how much excitement they put into their match. They don't want to get caught off guard by the other team having come off their wins last week. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Utah going into this match. Okay, so Steve Lewis is also agreeing with you on Utah, and I am going to make it unanimous because the Warriors are playing with confidence. They have tasted blood. They have tasted victory. And when a Warrior tastes victory, it's hard to unset them. So I'm going to say Warriors by 10. By 10. How about them apples? All right, and Seattle leaves the Pacific Northwest and goes into hot and humid Houston. And hot and humid Houston will not play well for the home team. Seattle's going to go down there, and they're not going to care about any sort of weather that may happen. They're going to go in. They're going to absolutely steamroll the Houston Sabercats. It's going to be it's going to be a big match for Seattle, and Houston's not going to be able to counteract anything that Seattle does. That's that's my bold prediction. Hot takes only. Seattle's going to win by twenty plus. Uh, and you're telling me that Seattle is going to make Houston 1-5 in five on the year. Is that what you're telling me, Nelson? I'm absolutely telling you that, and it's shocking for me to say that looking at my picks from the very beginning of the season, I had Houston well into the top four, and uh, it's incredible to see just how, how wacky this season has been. Guilty as charged, my friend. Steve Lewis is also picking Seattle by a large margin, and I'm going to make that also unanimous. I'm going to take Seattle by 14 points. So that brings us to our final match of the weekend. We have Nolan Nate and the New Orleans Gold welcoming in the Glendale Raptors. What do you think, Ronan? My heart wants to go with Nola on this. They're a team that that I believe has a lot of potential, but if you're going to be smart at making these picks, you got to go with Glendale. They've been consistent throughout the season. Their defense has been rock solid. They've got the attacking, attacking options to match 
So I'm going to go with Glendale here, but I'm not going to say by much. I'd say a try or less. Uh, Steve Lewis has Glendale by 10. And I think the three of us are going to be unanimous in all picks of this week because I'm going to go with Glendale, and I'm going to go with Glendale by 13. I think it's going to be exciting for a while. I think Nola's going to play above their heads a little bit, but the depth of Glendale, the strength of Glendale – is a little bit too much, and I think they're coming off of a two-week rest, Ronan. And I think Nola is also at the same place where Utah was earlier in the season, where they they slump off a little bit towards the end of matches. I think that's what's going to happen this time with that two weeks of rest for Glendale. They're going to be able to play a full 80-minute match, match more so than they have earlier in the season, and I don't think Nola's going to benefit from, from the rest that they've had. So I think Nola's going to be able... Uh, to play 60 minutes in this match, and after that, Glendale's going to take it away. All right. There you have it. We've got a uh, unanimous pundit panel here on Rugby Wrap-Up, which is kind of rare. But uh, that's, that's, the, that's the story. That's the tale of the tape. And uh, I want to thank Mr. Ronan Nelson for coming on. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Matt. And Mr. Steve Lewis, wherever you are, thank you. And on that note, on behalf of Mr. Ronan Nelson and Mr. Steve Lewis... I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, signing off.